We're here at World Time Attack Challenge with Ferris Khartoumi with his Corvette that's behind me, fresh off setting lap records pretty much all around the United States. This is Ferris's first time to the land down under and first time around Sydney Motorsport Park. Welcome to High Performance Academy's Tuned In Field Report podcast series. In these special midweek episodes, we look back through our archives to find the best conversations we've had through years worth of attending the best automotive events across the globe. We've pulled the audio from these tech-filled interviews with some of the industry's most well-known figures and presented it in podcast format for you to enjoy as a quick hit of insider knowledge. For a start, Ferris, I know we talked on the podcast and to be super clear to those listening before they jump into the comments, you're not coming here looking to get on the top step of the podium, are you? No, definitely not. That'd be foolish to do, to think, you know, before you get here. Yeah, there is some pretty stiff competition and some teams that have been running here for as long as we've been coming and covering this event. What I'm interested to start with is how did you actually prep for this event in terms of trying to learn the track? Yeah, so I did a lot of sim time, you know, a couple hundred hours-ish on the sim. No car really handles like my car around a racetrack. So I was in a GT3 Mercedes, just trying to figure out really, you know, turn one, turn two, and turn six. Those were like the ones that I was like, how do you really drive these corners? So you've obviously already picked out those as key corners from a driving perspective for optimizing your lap time. I mean, turn one obviously is a very, very fast corner. Some of the cars, it's really more of a kink than a turn. But how do you decide when you're looking at a track map or even when you're on the sim, which are the key corners that you really need to focus on, your your braking point and your line through those corners? Yeah, so one's pretty easy to dictate, right? It's a very long corner. It's a high-speed corner. So obviously, the faster you go through it, the more time you're going to lose or gain, whichever one. And then like obviously, really slow corners like hairpins, uh, also like corners that could be a chicane that you can take in different approaches, those also can equate to a lot of time gained or loss. In terms of the platform you're using for your simulator, obviously there's a lot out there. Can, can you give us an idea of what you're, you're using in particular? Yeah, so I got like a Amazon $90 stand, a sim rig, and like Logitech stuff off Amazon and an old seat that I have. Okay, well, that's actually great because it, it sort of goes to the, prove the point that you don't need to have a, a $10,000, $20,000 full motion simulator to actually get benefit, correct? No, not at all. For you though, is this more about just getting a sense of knowing which way to turn when you come out of pit lane, having an understanding of the flow of the track and the corners as opposed to getting really sort of granular with the specifics of what you're going to be doing, where your exact braking point's going to be, what gear you're going to be in? Yeah, it just familiarizes yourself with the track, having like the sight lines, some idea of braking points, turning, uh, all that really, really helps. If you never do any sometime, just show up at a track. You're gonna, it's going to take you so long to try to like just get that rhythm going. And if you already have a rhythm going, regardless if it's 100% to the track or not, you still are kind of familiar with what you're about to get into. Which leads us on to the next obvious point. How realistic has it worked out? How much did you gain from it? And maybe where did it lack in terms of real life? Yeah, so I felt very comfortable yesterday in practice. I immediately, you know, felt good to go around the track at pace. I kind of backed up my braking points a little bit, but... 
I mean, I was pretty much wide open everywhere I needed to go. I felt very confident that I knew which direction and where the track was going. My track outs and different approaches changed. And especially towards the last, the final two corners, I started taking that differently than I actually were, was taking it in the sim. Do you want to take your car knowledge game to the next level? Join us in the next free lesson at hpacademy.com free and start developing your own skills today. And in terms of the setup of the car, is there anything that you have changed coming from the United States to Australia or for that matter is there anything that you are changing as you sort of learn the track and how the car's performing? Um, so I did raise the ride height a little bit in the front just for the mile per hour. I mean we're seeing 182 right now and so the car's on the ground and then you're asking it to turn. So I raised it up a little bit and then also I had to add 350 pounds into the car to run this size tire. 350 pounds is that just a, a, a rule that you had to require that weight? Yeah, it was a tire rule. Now that they're, they're on slick tires, uh, Motorsports Australia said if you want to run a 71 sidewall tire, you have to weigh 29.78 and the car weighed 2,600. So in some weight length. <laughs> uh, is this the same tire that you were running in the United States as well though? Yeah, run this tire everywhere I go. Uh, in terms of your approach to sort of building up speed over the weekend, both with your driving and the car, I'm guessing you didn't sort of go out with the thing turned up to 10 out of 10? No, no. We're, uh, so we started out yesterday at 800, turning laps, just trying to familiarize myself, and ended the day at like 950. So um, got you a lot. still got a little bit up your sleeve. Yeah, no, we got a lot up our sleeve, and I think really the time to be gained is just figuring the track out, getting my braking points dialed in. You know, track exit. A lot of things can I think will benefit in finding time around the track more than just horsepower. Well, that was what I was just going to get into. I think uh, a lot of people, me included sometimes perhaps, try and fix a la lack of lap time with uh, more power. But you know, when you're still trying to find your feet on a racetrack, more power actually can make things worse, correct? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm guilty of that. We're all, we all do it. Especially if you have like the knob where you just like dial in more boost, hey, that's going to equate to lap time. But um, no, I think in this, in this particular uh, scenario, just learning the track is what's going to find me the time. And then we can just turn on the boost later. Uh, in terms of actual lap times, can you let us know what you've got down to so far with only a, a few sessions under your belt and have you got a sense of where you think you might be able to end up? Yeah, so um, we started out doing 31s at 800, just kind of figuring it out. At the end of the day, we're at the 950 mark. Uh, I did 228, a 28.3, a 28.6, both in traffic. And when Motec compared those two laps together, it was a 26.9. That's pretty, pretty, pretty impressive for your first time to Sydney Motorsport Park. I mean, obviously, to those listening, if you haven't been here before, it's hard to get a benchmark. But uh, definitely, you're in the mix, correct? Yeah, I think the the pro am lap record was set by the Tilton Evo uh, as a 24. So if I'm if I can get a 26 right away man that'd be great oh, look, great to chat Ferris and thanks for your time we wish you all the best for the rest of the weekend yeah thanks man if you enjoyed this podcast please feel free to leave a review on whatever platform you've chosen to listen to it on it goes a long way to help us getting the word out there all these conversations and much more are also available in full on our High Performance Academy YouTube channel so make sure you subscribe it's a one stop shop when it comes to going faster stopping quicker and cornering better.